Our pick six is coming up. But first, it's Andy's turn. A random ranking of music, food, movies, sports, and anything else Andy wants to make a list for. Chime in with your reaction on the Laser or Andy Hall Radio Facebook pages. It's Andy Hall's pick six on Laser 103.3. Two gigantic rock releases happened on this day. For ACDC's Back in Black, it was 42 years ago in 1980. For the Mighty Mighty Metallica and Kill 'Em All, 39 years in 1983. Since I don't want to answer the question I posed to you on the Laser Facebook page and have to choose between the two, I've decided today's pick six will be the greatest albums of the front half of the 1980s. Starting with number six, Synchronicity by The Police. The trio's final album was inspired by two things Sting said were among his strongest motivators, pain and turmoil. The singer was going through a messy divorce, decided to shack up at Ian Fleming's old house, and write lyrics on the same desk Fleming authored his James Bond novels. It should also be mentioned that Sting, guitarist Andy Summers, and drummer Stuart Copeland damn near killed each other. Like, for real. Arguing over every minor detail of the recording. Pain? and Turmoil, and one of the best albums of 1983 by far. At number 5, Blizzard of Oz by Ozzy Osbourne. The vast majority of people had written him off after being fired from Black Sabbath in 1979. Credit to Sharon Arden for picking Ozzy up off the scrap heap, cleaning him up best she could, teaming him with one of rock's most exciting young guitarists in Randy Rhodes, and forcing him to write songs until he was ready to tap out. The end result? Career Resurrection, a love story that made Ozzy and Sharon equally infamous. And the rest, as they say, is history. The decade couldn't have begun any further from how the previous one had ended, and that likely saved Ozzy's life. Number four from the Mighty Mighty Metallica, but it ain't the album celebrating the big 3-9 today. My pick here is 1984's Ride the Lightning. Every bit as impactful as its predecessor, Lightning had a polish the debut album was lacking. And I'd argue that teeny one-year window in between the two was where Metallica experienced perhaps their biggest growth spurt from a creative standpoint. Especially when it comes to James Hetfield's lyrics, which graduated from drinking and breaking stuff to a much more mature, introspective look without losing the edge they sported the year prior. On to number three, and this may be considered a homer pick, considering he and I both hail from Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's Purple Rain by Prince. I'm prepared to fight you if this album isn't on your list. The soundtrack to the film of same name may as well have also been the official soundtrack to the year 1984. Nobody could touch Prince at this point. There's not a bad song on the album. They all could have been huge hits. Coming in at number two, the aforementioned Back in Black by ACDC. Like Purple Rain, the track listing is incredibly impressive, especially considering the fact that just five months before its release, the band's frontman Bon Scott passed away unexpectedly. Enter Geordie singer Brian Johnson, who stepped in, recorded the songs, majority of which had already been written by Angus and Malcolm, and enjoyed some fun in the sun as the album was recorded over seven weeks during the spring of 1980 in the Bahamas must be rough. And it only went on to become the biggest selling rock album of all time. A massive feat, all things considered. On to the best of the best, my number one album of the front half of the 1980s, Michael Jackson's Thriller. And that probably comes as no surprise to anyone that grew up in that era. MJ had already been a household name thanks to a lifetime in the spotlight with his brothers all throughout the 1970s. But by 1982, he would become the king of pop, assembling a collection of songs that defined a generation 
inspired countless thousands and essentially paved the way for an onslaught of artists that created danceable, easy-to-digest music. That was the 80s. Oh, and made Jackson himself the biggest star in the world, a title he would hold for a very long time. That, my friends, was a lot more difficult than I thought it would be. Eventually, I'll cover the back half of the 80s, and that will be damn near impossible. Borderline painful. Feedback on my list is welcome, and let me know which albums made the cut for you. That was Andy Hall's Pick 6. Looking for your thoughts and opinions on the Laser or Andy Hall Radio Facebook pages? Stay tuned. Your Pick 6 is coming at the top of the hour on Laser 103.3.